It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first ever NRL Fantasy Amateurs Sunday Wrap Podcast. Uh, Obviously, normally just do the one podcast a week in season because there's so much to get through. We're going to start doing a Sunday night podcast where we get to talk about all the things that have happened in the, the week that's gone so that on Tuesdays we can focus on on what's coming up. So moving forward, we're going to have Austin uh, and some of the other boys hosting it. But uh, being that it's uh, the first one, I, you know, I'm, you know, I've been accused of being a control freak in the past, Austin. So I'm, I'm stepping in on the first one and we'll see how we go. And yeah, nah, I'm uh, keen to get it going and get this going for the uh, people. This would be a good way to just kind of clear up some of the clutter and some people that might have missed some of the games can just tune in really quickly and get a good uh, summary of what happened over the weekend. Yep, perfect. And, um, mate, well, obviously we started off on Thursday night with the Storm getting that Golden Point victory over the Eels much to the joy of all the Harry Grant owners. Obviously, Harry Grant, Jermaine Hopgood, really fantastic performances. But I guess starting off in the the really fantasy-relevant stuff, we sort of steered people very late into ha- taking a flyer on Cardi, which seems to have paid off for a lot of people. Yeah, the Cardi party is well and truly back, for sure. Back to the old good old Penrith days when he was playing in the halves and he was averaging around 50 points. The Cardi party is back and fully ready to go. Yeah, so, I mean, it was pretty solid sort of stuff from Cardi. 28 tackles and 150 metres is what you like to see. He got the nice little sprinkling of tackle bus and offloads in there and it's going to be a nice ride watching the uh, the price rises for as long as it lasts. Uh, putting up 57 against the Storms, obviously good as well because they're usually uh, a pretty strong defensive team, although this is a new-look Storm team. And, um, I mean, next week he comes up against the Sharks on Friday afternoon, but, I mean, they they weren't a, exactly a defensive powerhouse either, either. So, I mean, outside of that, on the other side of the park in the same position, Dory, slow and steady, wins the race. Same with Warbrick. Um, obviously, we're just going to hang on to them. Uh, I guess the point, like a lot of people are concerned about Eli Katoa, uh, but to me, I look at his stat line and see 42 tackles and 117 metres and, and you know, I think that's really positive for the future. What were your thoughts on Eli Katoa's performance? Yeah, 100%. When I see those stats, you're seeing the uh, the floor for Eli Katoa and that's basically what we want to see. And then once the attacking stats get sprinkled in, he'll start to rise up to those high 60 scores and then even out to like a 50s average, which is what we want. Yep, 100%. And uh, the other edge for that team as well, Trent Liero, 45 points, large majority base as well. Anyone that didn't jump on him, if you're looking to to fix your emergencies after this week, he's also an option. Um, I guess the last big talking point for this game is Cam Munster's had surgery. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks now. Uh, So I'm going to put out an article tomorrow at some point, tomorrow being Monday, and we'll uh, give you a NRL Fantasy Amateurs stock market where we look at uh, buy lows and sell highs and, and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so obviously it, with guys like Munster, he'll be on the sort of the watch list 
as somebody who's going to have a high BE the next time he plays. And obviously the hard thing is going to be, you know, he's missing three weeks, which takes him around five, and then he's got to buy in round nine and then into origin. So he's going to be one of those ones that's definitely going to present some value at some point uh, close to origin, and, and that's going to be a decision for us to make later, trying to work out if he's a, if he's a buy later on. Moving on to the first game on the Friday, we saw the Warriors come up against the Knights. Warriors got the victory there, very solid. A couple of really interesting performances. And, and you know, starting at the top, Tohu Harris knocked out a full 80 minutes, 51 tackles, 145 metres for 70 points. Uh, obviously, we saw Wade Egan go off for the HIA and Josh Curran only play about the 20 minutes. But, uh, I mean, positive signs for Tohu and, um, I mean, for anyone looking to jump off an underperforming guy, Austin, is Tohu someone that you'd recommend? You think this is sustainable? Um, yeah, I think it definitely could be sustainable. It's still just a bit murky because Egan's HRI did take – it did muck up the minutes a little bit. And there's been, like, talk that um, – Curran has had a bit of a disrupted preseason, so he's only trained for three or so weeks. So maybe as he builds more into the season, it might start to eat into minutes, but we think that's going to come from Ford. So Tohu should be good for around 70 to 80 minutes a game. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I did a bit of a look at Tohu. I put him on the buy list uh, in this article that's going to come out. I think the big thing with him is he had 2020 and 2021 where he's playing in that lock front row area where his PPM was like 0.82, 0.83, and then it dropped right off a cliff last year coming back off that ACL and injury plague season in 2021. It makes me wonder, uh, you know, even if he was to get like 65 to 70 minutes, I think he's got upside to be a 55, 56 average sort of guy. He's going to be priced at about 50. So there's definitely some value there. Uh, Lots of tackling for Tohu to do over the next couple of weeks with the tough schedule and he's another one who's looking like a um uh, he's going to be obviously available in round 13 which is huge for uh, overall players as well so definitely have some interest there for tohu uh elsewhere in this game uh, the knights did a bit of a reshuffle and and moved me so far away from guys like daniel saifidi it wasn't funny uh hastings and johnson sort of middling performances uh, but one guy that would really impress me was Charles Nickel star who looks to be back. Uh, he did get the 10 tackles there, which is a bit unusual, and the try. But just that really nice base, 200 t- uh, run meters, two offloads, and three tackle busts, that's really what you want to see from, from a guy coming back from injury. Um, yes, they won, and yes, he's not going to run 200 meters a game. But, Austin, for people looking at guys like uh, Alofiana Camperera, who we're going to talk about later on, uh, is it worth? Do you think it's worth lobbing up an extra two hundred k if you happen to have that sitting in the bank and and jumping on a chance? I mean, definitely, it could be definitely worth it. It just depends on other issues you got in your team because as we'll go through, there's been a lot of stinkers come through in these last couple of games. So, um, yeah, I think it could definitely be worth it. Yeah, speaking of stinkers, uh, Tamari Martin not very impressive in a win, but. I mean, we didn't buy him for the ceiling. We bought him for the floor. 25 from a wing fullback we weren't very excited about, but uh, <laughs> turns out that's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, definitely one to monitor. Lachlan Miller, 43, uh, 11 tackle busts and 180 metres is is just awesome uh, in, a, in a beaten side. So, yeah, big, big, you know, positive uh, things for him. 
Uh, moving across to the Broncos, who dispatched of the Penrith Panthers on Friday. Panthers, very, very clunky. Uh, I actually uh, bet on the Broncos because I assumed this would happen. You know, they lost a couple of key cogs to their team. It's going to take them a while to, uh, you know, get that combinations moving again. I'm not surprised. Uh, It was interesting to see Nathan Cleary when we all went to bed. He was on 49 and we woke up. He was on a nice little 61. So that's uh, solid for everyone that captained him. But the big story is the top two scorers, I guess, Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan. Uh, probably both benefited a little bit from uh, the injuries to Katoni Staggs, who didn't play the whole game, and also Kate Well, who went off early as well. Uh, obviously, Karen look, Carrigan looked really impressive, and, and I'm sure I'll get punished in the uh, the comments about Carrigan. What was your What was your thoughts about this game in general? Anyone that really stood out to you for fantasy? Um, yeah, Painhouse looks like a great buy for anyone that's picked him up. He looks like definitely value, which is what we're expecting. Um, he looks back to the way he was before his couple of shoulder injuries. And yeah, Carrigan was a bit of a beast as well. But um, other than that, it's kind of all stock standard stuff, really. Gunner only played 55 minutes, which is probably a bit of a worry for anyone that's picked him up. Yeah, probably a bit of a worry might be a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, I'd, say, I'd say a lot of a worry. Uh, I'd definitely be looking to move on from Garner across to a Liero forward, you know, one of those type of guys, I think. Uh, I Just because they've got Martin and Yo with the big minutes, it's obvious that the plan is to use Kenny for a lot of minutes. Sonny Luke was really, really good. And Garner, I actually didn't see Garner. Did he play? I'm not sure. I don't know how he even got to 26. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – and obviously they've got Salmon on the bench they like to use in that edge fill-in role. So, yeah, I, I, we sort of started steering people away from Ghana towards the end then, uh, and, and, and then obviously that looks like a good move so far. Moving on to the first game on the Saturday, Manly comfortably taking uh, the win here against the Bulldogs who were just absolutely horrendous, mate. And, I mean, outside of Reed Marnie who put up some really good scoring uh, and sort of filled up the stat sheet, in a lot of different areas, uh, there wasn't a lot happening here for the Bulldogs. No, nah, they looked like they were just what we kind of, what we kind of were scared of is that they're a very new team with a lot of new players and they just don't seem to be gelling properly. Like, and I don't know if Matt Burden is injured, but he looks out of sorts. He just doesn't look like he is himself right now. Yeah, no, he's definitely. Six missed tackles and four errors is not helping anyone. Only 260 kick meters. He still dominated the kick meters, but Reed chimed in actually for 93 kick meters, which maybe is something that we sort of didn't really factor that much in in the preseason. But, you know, that's still not an excuse for him scoring 16. Uh, You know, (laughs) that's really bad. That's really bad. 46 running meters, no... Well, I mean, he didn't have no attacking stats, but it was pretty lackluster. And, um, yeah, no, he's a worry for anyone that's on him. But, I mean, it's kind of – you're kind of committed a little bit unless you want to jump all the way down to somebody way cheaper to fund somewhere else. But it sort of feels like you might be chasing points and missing out on something. So maybe that's something that we can explore on the TLT pod further. Uh, Another one, obviously, disappointing, Alamotti. And Perham sort of both pretty poor. Uh, 
Ryan Sutton was pretty impressive, though. I thought 57 minutes, 48 and 93. And uh, I think Ryan made the comment in our group chat that you can set your watch to his PPM. Yeah, he did. He did, And you definitely can. But I also found it was very interesting that Cameron Sicardo actually said that his middle forwards wouldn't be getting any extra minutes due to injuries. So I don't know if that means a good thing for Sutton, but I don't know. Maybe we've got to see a couple more games before we can go diving head in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to take too much away from this Bulldogs game because they were just absolutely dreadful. So, yeah, uh, probably another, a team that I want to look at a little bit. Uh, I remember somebody, it, the Bulldogs match up, uh, the Storm are playing the Bulldogs. So that should be good for Katoa. Hopefully he can put some points up, and I think I'm going to start Warbrick this week. So um, moving across to the Cowboys juggernaut, dispatching of the Raiders, which we all knew was going to happen. Uh, Robson and Cotter top score. Robson, never any danger of not playing 80, 74 points, no tries. That's just all regular Robson stuff. He's got a little try assist there, but 50 tackles, four tackle busts, 80 running metres, absolutely beautiful stuff. Added a little 20, 22 metres off the boot as well. Looks like an absolute critical buy for anyone who's an overall player. And, I mean, between Robson and Cotter, it's just uh, it's it's happiness all around here. Yeah, if you had those two, you were pretty much cheering because everyone else kind of didn't really, nobody else relevant really broke 50 or really lit up anything. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. Tarpany, very disappointing. A lot of base stats, but that's not what you want from Tarpany. If you wanted uh, 39 tackles and 120 metres, you could have got that out of a lot of other players. So hopefully the Raiders can pull their finger out and have a better performance. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, Valentine Holmes, fairly unimpressive. Harley Smith Shields was unimpressive, but probably one of the better cheapies at the same time. So yeah. uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's certainly an interesting one. It's a sl- bit of a slow sp- start for the cheapies. Uh, moving across to the Saturday night game, uh, which I admittedly was like sort of struggling to stay awake watching for some reason. Uh, it's pretty like it seemed to be a game and like there's a lot of guys with 60 plus scores here. All of fantasy relevant ones, Cook, Murray, Latrell, Mitchell, all banging out big scores. Campbell Graham, fantastic as well, but he's not somebody jumping on. Lockie Elias is probably the big talking point because there's a lot of people talking about him. Uh, what was your feel for Lockie Elias in this one? Um, he definitely looks like he's gaining confidence, which is a good thing, but I want to see more before. Like, I want to see more than one game, especially without a try and a try save and a try assist and a line break before we uh, go jumping in because he could just revert back to that mid-30s scorer. Yeah, I mean, I look at it, look at him here, I see a try and three turnover tackles, which isn't something that you can rely on, which is, you know, and that's 20 points out of it straight away. But, I mean, if he's, the, I, the Rabbitohs were dominant and he performed really, really well. So it would be interesting to see if this is a flash in the pan or something more predictive. I have to think I it's going to be more flash in the pan, but... Um, you know, the Rabbitohs have a, a pretty tough schedule. They come up against the Panthers on Thursday night, which should be an interesting test. I'll be interested to see how that shakes out. Um, another interesting talking point here, obviously, Teague Wilton, 45 points in 80 minutes. Wade Graham getting sub uh, Simbin helped him a little bit there. And, I mean, he was really struggling to put up points. Uh, got bowed out a little bit with that try, but uh, negative 20 in demerits. Uh, is it panic stations for Wilton, or what? Are you, what are your thoughts there? No, nah, I think I think if you have Wilton, you're kind of stuck. 
to lock into him now because to sell him while Ray Graham is basically suspended would just be silly. So I guess mm. you can just kind of give him a three weeks here while Graham is out. And then if he still can't produce, then it would be time to get rid of him. Yeah, just in time for the buy as well. That should work well. Uh, obviously, Tavita Tola and Jay Arrow both knocked out early with HIAs. So Tola's going to drop a stack of cash here and be a really interesting one if he lands down in the 550, uh, 500 region. So he'll go on the watch list for sure. Um Trindle, 33, which, once again, everyone was really disappointed about at the time, but actually, you know, finishes as one of the best cheapies of the round. Uh, and Isaac Thompson, obviously, also pretty good there uh, with the, the trialist 34, nine tackle busts and 170 metres as well. So uh, any additional thoughts from this game? Uh, not really. I just It would just be kind of really hard to take stock out of this game, given that there was the injury to Jairo and the HIA to Totola, like you said. So it's going to be hard to project anyone from this. Yeah. I found it weird that McInnes only got 29 minutes as well. That's something interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah. I can't imagine that's going to be predictive either. So, yeah, we- bit of a weird game, bit of a weird round. Uh, <laughs> nothing weirder than the Dolphins just absolutely putting the Roosters to the sword. The Roosters never even looked like they were in so with a good. chance after the first, like, 10 minutes. Uh, they ruined my perfect round of tipping the, the Roosters this week. Uh, very disappointing. I was on fire. I, I tipped the Roosters as my, like, team that I have to tip every single week, every single week. And, I like, I, I would have tipped them anyway, but I definitely didn't think they were going to win by 30, like some people were thinking. And, you know, that was very... Uh, you know, the the Dolphins showed a lot of a lot of heart, which is all you can ask from this team. A lot of big scores from irrelevant players from the Dolphins, Mark Nichols, Jermaine Asako. Obviously, Nichols played extended minutes. I think there was an injury to Jared Wallace. Wallace, Wallace. Played, only played the 25 minutes. So, obviously, Nichols gets extended minutes there. Radley gets injured early. Brandon Smith, just an absolute train wreck, though. Talk me through that. Um, yeah, he was just a. He he still played sixty minutes, but we didn't get to see him a lot at hooker because of um, Radley's HIA. So I think that might have affected his scoring. But it's definitely not looking good if you're a Smith owner. If you want to bail, mm. it might be time to bail. But it's going to be hard if you don't have cash in the bank and you haven't looked ahead. It might be hard to move around some people. Yeah, I mean the big question is whether you go to just like go to a Liero or something like that. Uh, and just put the money in the bank. But it looks like he only played 17 minutes at hooker because Turpin played 63 minutes. So 17 minutes at hooker and then 43 in the forwards, which is, you know, that I guess it's not something that we really considered as being a problem in the preseason because we just assumed that he would take priority. And, I mean, you can't predict players getting injured. But with that bench where they went with a Corey Allen on the bench for some reason, uh, and, you know, it's just... A lot of inexperience there with Terrell May and uh, Nafahu White. So I think they'll be better for it, the Roosters. But, yeah, it's, it's a bit concerning. Speaking of concerning, though, as well, Joseph Suwali, 29 points with a try, uh, seven tackles, what seemed like a lot of defensive impact. But I wonder if maybe he's due for some updates here. Yeah, um, I definitely think he could be because there's been a fair amount of updates coming for tackles in the recent games. It seems like they are missing a few. So hopefully uh, there is some coming in there. Yeah, well, not hopefully, but (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, for, I think... for owners, hopefully. <laughs> no, there's no owners of Suwali listening to this podcast, mate. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, obviously I, I think we're probably going to see two turnover tackles added, which will push him into the high 30s with a try, mid to high 30s. But that's still not what you want to see especially with guys, a lot of guys who are buying the Roosters players for this matchup specifically, James Tedesco, only 30 points. And anyone who listened to us, which is not 28.7% owners, would know that Tedesco starts slow and, and we recommended to go cheap. But, you know, those same people we were recommending to put Alofiana Camperera into their starters. Um, so turns out the right move was actually to go with Hamaso Tabuai Fado, who looked awesome. Uh, and, you know, moving across to the last game of the round, Loviana Camperera, as it's, it's now minus one in 80 minutes, 76 run metres, three errors and two missed tackles. I'm surprised he's got three errors. I don't know if he touched the ball three times. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely... It wasn't really touchable errors, just like touching passes from other teams and stuff, but he definitely has the stat line of a rookie playing his first couple of games in the NRL. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean... Obviously, not predictive of future performance. I was really targeting this West Tigers matchup as something where I thought he could do really well. Foran gets injured, which is not helpful either. Uh, but, I mean, Sean Bloor, a lot of people were targeting him. He also went out injured. Tommy Talau, a lot of people have him. He looks cooked. Uh, it wasn't great for a lot of players in this last game. Happy Coruscant, 20. He's going to have to go on the watch list as well. Um, and Kieran Forum was doing great things for one day for Fafita, who just absolutely exploded out of the box and was on over 40 at half time and finished on 57, unsurprisingly, when, when Foran went off his scoring dried up. So it's going to be interesting to see if Foran, how injured Foran is and whether he's going to be available and obviously what's going to, what that's going to do to Brimson and, and Campbell. Uh, Jaden Campbell, uh, but I mean the big hero in this game is Adam Dewey. Uh, did you did you end up with Adam Dewey? Uh yeah, I did end up with Adam Dewey because I didn't like any of the other options below, and he's uh yeah, yeah he's bought the briskets. Yeah, no, he's been awesome. Uh, so sixty seven points pre updates with a try, uh, everything that we sort of could have hoped for. The Tigers just looked absolutely diabolical uh, with Brooks with the ball in his hand. Uh, Brooks only kicked for 44 metres and Dewey 305. So it's pretty clear that Dewey's running this team. Uh, I'm going to have to strongly consider spending the money and moving Brendan Smith to Dewey, um, which I think will be a huge upgrade, but it's not what I wanted to spend my money on. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, no, he was awesome. Obviously, Fafita did score really well. Papali, he played the whole game, which is great for him for future uh, and hopefully he can drop a little bit of cash. Alex Twole, massive minutes for some reason. I don't know what the hell the Tigers are thinking with that there, but I mean, is there any, anything else of note out of this game? I guess for the rotations, like you just said, with Twole and Clemmer, I think Bloor going down um, has definitely pushed their minutes up, so I definitely wouldn't take mm. stock of their minutes and expect it to continue into the future at all. Yeah, I think we're going to see Sean. Uh, I think we're going to see John Bateman next week. Uh, interesting, Stefano, fifty minutes for only thirty points. No, basically no attacking stats. So yeah, I see Jaden Campbell is going to be an interesting value if that foreign injury is long term because he's going to drop a bunch of money as well. So 
Yeah, it's uh, it was a weird game as well. Seven out of eight on the footy tipping this week. Any anything else of note that you sort of want to bring up or chat about? Um, it was definitely a weird week of football. I feel like a lot of teams mm. were very clunky because there was a lot of player movement in the off season, big name signings. That was. But I think also we need to look out for the Jairo news because that might make Michael Cheekham very relevant. Yeah, well, I mean, he was – Michael Cheekham was somebody I was actually looking at uh, because I thought that Joe Arrow was going to play in the middle and they came out and said that actually was the plan. So if anyone's looking to free some cash up, that might be an avenue to go down. But, I mean, Jacob Host didn't play this week. You know, who knows when he's coming back. Uh, I have no idea what a good score is this round. I'm sub 800 as it stands pre-updates, which is not great. Uh, where did you finish um, this week? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I ended up with about a mid 800 score and I oh, yeah, okay. basically you finished around. Yeah, not too bad, about 6,000, but I didn't like, yeah, I didn't hit any of the mines really, mm. to be honest. I didn't play Cam Pereira. I didn't have Frizzell, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, I mean, full credit to Dale, uh, oh, in Dale, smashed it. who's uh, sit- currently sitting in 67th overall at the moment. Uh, he's winning our NRL Fantasy Amateurs overall league by four points pre-updates. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to see. We'll have to get him to get the NRL FA tag in the front um, or change his team name to, like, Intern Dale or something like that. So, he might be the uh, the one to chase at the moment. Um, and he is a good 140 points in front of me at the moment. Oof, bit of a so, rough start. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you I'd never start well. I never, I never do. I, I mean, I've got almost 400k sitting in the bank, so I've got, I'm in a position to chase some of these guys who we've seen to be good. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to have Cam Pereira, Katoa, and Alamotti all sitting in my emergencies this week. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I can correct some of the mistakes there. Obviously Frizzell getting the 12 wasn't great, but, I mean, that's not predictive either. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if I decide to make moves and what those moves might look like. I'm considering moving on from Brandon Smith because I'm concerned that he's just going to be not very good. Yeah, was, yeah. So yeah, something something to have a look at for the future. But no, definitely an interesting round. Slow start, which is always you know it's very extremely common for me. So I'm, it's about how you finish. Uh, I'm, I'm playing the I'm playing the long game with the overall team. I've done my game theory in terms of uh, you know availability rounds and you know it's going to start coming through in you know obviously Tommy Turbo and Cherry Evans are going to miss this week so all those people that started with them are going to have to to find replacements for them uh, and then you know the Cleary Garner crowd the week after that so it's uh, yeah it's, I'm, I'm excited for a, a season of extremely high stress disappointing fantasy score rugby league. <laughs> As usual, basically. <laughs> yep, that's it, mate. All right. Any uh, any closing thoughts before we finish it out? Uh, not really. Maybe just it's a weird round, so try not to get too yeah. trade crazy. Yeah, a little bit of patience. 
So um, for those in the Facebook group, just jump onto the Simpsons themed thread uh, for trade questions and whatnot, and we'll uh, we'll chat in there. We'll uh, see you on Tuesday night. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, guys.